Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready? I'm ready. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Babbies. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're getting good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're using the term good, like really loosely. We're getting slightly better at that. We're getting to a point that we probably should have been at the beginning because this shouldn't (laughs) be that hard to just say our names and the title of the podcast. (sighs) How's it going? (laughs) It is going. Um, we went from gentle suffering to just straight up abuse at this point all righty what happened to you obviously moving is just like already not super fun without having to also like deal with the stress of a psycho neighbor so it's like every time I wanted to do something at my apartment I always had to have someone with me because like obviously I wasn't going to go back alone um and it was just stressful and then a lot of like things fell through like people were no longer able to help me move just because of like other life things and I was like it's totally fair like I will figure it out but yeah I also almost died on the Malahat. I mean, I didn't almost die, but like I could have very well died. <laughs> did I tell you about that at all? No, what you do? <laughs> okay, so you know the Malahat, right? Like how it's not known as a super safe highway, right? Sure. Okay, so it's just like- <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It's a, like, I mean, I, th- I thought it was fine. Like it wasn't that hard. I guess there's, I drove like one of the easier stretches of the Malahat, but like- apparently the Malahat is just like really difficult to drive. Um, and I went to pick up my Nana's car. I called you that day. Um, and like two days later, I went to go get like everything checked out in the car because I was like, I want to, if I'm going to have this car for six months, I want to make sure that like everything is in good condition. Um, and turns out the tires were super flat I was basically out of oil and the oil in my car was like black and the transmission fluid was like a murky brown when it should be like a bright red color. And so like everything was like fucked. What color is oil supposed to be? I actually don't know. (laughs) I always thought it was black. No, (laughs) I think it's like, I don't know. Clear is what I want to say. Maybe a clear ish yellow. 
Oh, I'm gonna Google it. What am I thinking of? Car? <laughs> Tires? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, clearly, I don't know that much about cars, but. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an amber. Oh, well, I, I guess that is not good then. How are you? <laughs> Um, not bad. Different different kinds of stress than you. Yeah. Um, I have our um I have like my last two weeks of classes before my first set of law school exams. Mm-hmm. Um and our law school sprinklers went off inside. So there's been damage to our classrooms. So most of my classes for the last two weeks have now moved online and our exam rooms are now moving around. And I was like, okay, great timing. Not like you were already stressed or anything. Yeah, just chilling. So now I'm just um, learning everything. Mm-hmm. retaining nothing <laughs> <laughs> that is my state we're doing great we're doing incredible um oh also before we start i would like to just like put it out there just like a a brief little apology for the audio on the last episode um it was a very, very spur of the moment idea to record, and we both didn't necessarily have the proper recording equipment, but I wasn't living at home and Katrina was on vacation. So <laughs> clearly we don't think very far ahead. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Now we're back and we both have microphones again. And that's my apology sorry guys thanks for listening anyways <laughs> hopefully you didn't just decide to unsubscribe <laughs> this is terrible anyways what are you drinking do you have a bevy with you i have a yeti filled with coffee at 9 nice. p.m in the evening mm-hmm. i don't know why i said p.m in the evening I feel like that was implied but <laughs> This is why I need to study. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I am drinking coffee. Nice. I love how like the premise of this podcast was for us to like get a little drunk and talk about books, but then life just like knocked us with a semi and we're like, I can't drink right now. <laughs> also, like our time zone difference is significant enough that I like, usually I don't take it into account because when we text, it's not like we're texting at one time constantly. It's Hmm. like, I'll reply when I want to, and you reply when you want to. So I just don't think about um, our time zone difference until we have to like sit down and like talk to each other face to face. I'm like, Oh, why are you still working? (laughs) 
<laughs> like time for me. I know. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, obviously whenever we do decide to drink on the podcast, like I want to make it so that like, it's, you know, not so late for you and it can't be too early for me. Cause like 6 PM <laughs> for you is like two in the afternoon for me, which is like, okay. But like, if you're like what if you it. have things to do later? Like, there's a lot of considerations. There's some yeah. factors that we did not take into account. So the term bevy is uh, very loosely used in this podcast to mean any beverage that we, we are drinking. <laughs> we use a lot of words loosely in this podcast. <laughs> so what are you drinking today? I am drinking an apple cinnamon cider tea. Quite delicious. Oh, that sounds good, actually. Because mm-hmm. I'm driving, so I can't drink. I feel like this is a reasonable time for me where, like, I would be drinking, but I can't because don't drink and drive, kids. That's dangerous. <laughs> Road safety. That's my middle name. Sarah Road Safety Thomas. <laughs> Do you have a reason for drinking, Katrina? I know you do. I know you have many. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the reason for drinking coffee at this time of evening um, is because I have final exams. My first set of law school final exams in approximately two weeks. And I don't know if I know anything. So I'm working on that. <laughs> is a lot of effort I'm not this sounds I don't know how this sounds but I'm gonna say it because it's true um I (laughs) have always been academically talented it's true that's just how it is I I've always gotten good grades and I'm good at school it's what I what I am in law school yeah (laughs) um I feel like this is the only time in my life that I've been unsure about my like intellectual ability in an academic setting. Hmm. That must be because we on you. Yes. <laughs> I got straight A's in fourth grade, and I was like, "This is the high I will ride forever." Yeah. Yeah, it was really annoying growing up being best friends with Katrina. I mean, like, I was pretty good in school. Like, I would consistently get, like, A's and B's. And, like, I would not excel in PE. I think I consistently got, like, a C- minus in physical education because I just was, like, working out is not for me. Um, But, yeah, just always, always straight A's. And I would be, like, a little bit proud of, like, my B and I'd be like oh I was so worried and then I got a B and you'd be like well I got an A I got like 95 (laughs) percent I'm like okay (laughs) I get it it's my my comeuppance is happening right now Mm -hmm. or maybe not uh I would there's a there's a part of me that would be a little happy about you 
Like, I, I, I appreciate the support. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I support you. I do support you. But I also want you to fail. <laughs> I don't want you to fail. I want you to succeed. But I, I appreciate that you are struggling to succeed. I know you'll get there. And I know that you are very smart. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm very confident that you will be okay. But as I, someone who did have a lot of anxiety when it came to my grades and like towards my schoolwork, there's a little part of me that's like, haha, you feel what I felt. I know. I, I honestly, I can't imagine, like, I can see why people don't like school mm-hmm. if it's always been this hard. Like, I can't imagine if like high school and university, like all those stages were difficult. I wouldn't think to keep on going to school. So like, yeah. why would I do that to myself? But here we are. <laughs> Just keep swimming. So why are you drinking? Oh my God, you asked me and I didn't have to remind you. On the ball, Katrina. It's because I care. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh, I am drinking because... I mean, largely to celebrate the fact that I moved, um, which is very exciting because I no longer have a crazy, scary neighbor who I'm scared is going to attack me. Um, I love that for me. Um, And I moved to a farm, which is awesome. It's super fun. Our neighbors have llamas and horses. They have so many llamas. Llamas? Yeah, they have so many llamas. A really delayed response, but really? Yeah, and my rent is cheaper. I do have to have a car now, which is like not the end of the world, but I've been driving a lot more, um, which is kind of frightening because right now BC is not having a good time with weather. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. How is your area with um, the flooding? I mean was it's honestly fine where I live um we haven't had any flooding fucking knock on wood right there um the Malahat the highway that I drove um when I was picking up the car the day after I drove it it did get a little bit flooded um to the point where it was like it like it closed down um it was really weird. People started panic shopping again, which is just like the stupidest, most annoying thing that you could possibly do. And people it reminded were panic- me of the. Sorry, I know it's cut you off. That's fine. Um, it, it reminded me of the beginning of the pandemic when yeah. people were panic buying things. Mm-hmm. It's not, it was exactly like that. Obviously, some like it wasn't as bad as the beginning of COVID. Like where I work, we still have like plenty of shit on our shelves, but like Walmart was completely wiped um and people started panic buying gas oh yeah I heard about the limits being set on that so dumb like like I just don't think I mean maybe this is a hot take so maybe I should like preface this by saying this is just my personal opinion but we live in a major city like the government isn't going to let us starve, nor are they going to let us run out of gas. Like, if we ran out of gas, the economy here would just absolutely, like, it would collapse. 
there are ways to get gas. And like people were panic buying gas. And then the next day, the gas stations were fine because we had like a bunch of trucks drive down and fill up our gas stations again. So it was literally just a weird, dumb thing. And that's my hot take, I guess. I just think that people don't understand that there like will always be a solution and like it's shitty if we do like, you know, but panic buying, it just creates more problems than it solves. Also like people will panic buy the stupidest shit. Like people don't panic buy things that are actually gonna like sustain them if they if the apocalypse does happen. People will panic buy like Mr. Noodles and apple juice. And it's like, that's really what you're choosing. <laughs> as your sustenance like you die without apple juice god forbid Um, i was back to the beginning of covid when people are buying panic buying things i genuinely had like just one roll of toilet paper left (laughs) in my apartment and everyone was panic buying toilet paper everywhere. And I was genuinely concerned I would not be able to find some by the time I ran out. This was a real issue I faced. <laughs> I was like, what do you do at that point? Like, if I, and people, I could see people buying several. I'm like, mm-hmm. ma'am, can you just toss me one roll? Like, I don't even <laughs> need the whole bag. <laughs> It was concerning. Um, I made it for those who were wondering. I was able no. to purchase it. But yeah, I'm glad you're not too affected by the flooding that's happening. I don't think anyone I know from uh, Vancouver is really affected. So mm-hmm. I guess that's good for us. Sorry to hear about people that are. Yeah. We're going to get more rain too. We have three, three storms, basically starting tonight. There's another storm. That's like the lowest severity. And then over the weekend, we're getting one, another storm. That's going to be increased severity. And then early next week, we're getting a third and final storm. That's going to be the worst. And it's not really, Victoria's not really getting hit that much. I don't think, I think we kind of have like the outside bits of the storm. Mm-hmm. It's mostly the Fraser Valley, which has been like the most affected, which is, it's going to be absolutely catastrophic because like they can't, like they're already, they're already incredibly flooded and they're about to get three more storms. So that's why I drink. Cause this is just overall very stressful. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> You can introduce the book. This this week was Sarah's pick. It was my pick. Um, so this episode we read Circe by Madeline Miller. Um, it was the this is the first time that we read a book from an author that we've like already read and reviewed on the podcast. So that was pretty exciting. And I think I'm a big Madeline Miller fan. Um this was the book that I read before I read Song of Achilles. Um, so that's, I don't know, that's a point, I guess. Um, do you have any thoughts on the book? Was it a good recommendation, a decent recommendation, a fucking terrible recommendation? Um, 
I like Madeline Miller. I like her writing style. I feel like I, I wanted to like it more than I did. That's, that's fair. It was an interesting book. It wasn't bad by any means. It was just not, I don't know. I think Song of Achilles was the level of like Greek myth. Yeah, there was definitely I, more. Like, yeah, I think this went too far into the mythology that it was less for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still liked it. It was a very easy read. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a feeling that, I, I mean, I like this book less than I like Song of Achilles. So I had a feeling that you obviously would too. Yeah. Um, and I, as I was reading it and I was like, this is definitely more mythology heavy. Because like when I read it for myself, I didn't really, because I read it way before we started the podcast. So I didn't, obviously I wasn't thinking of your opinions then because I was just reading it for me. And when I was reading it the second time, I was like, oh, I don't think this is going to be like quite Katrina's cup of tea, but like, yeah, still like a good book. It's still a good book for sure. Mm. But yeah, so mediocre recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't know. I would say before we get fully into like the spoiler free bits, there is a little bit of a trigger warning for sexual assault before um, you pick up the book if you haven't read it yet. If that's a potential trigger for you, maybe do not pick it up, you know, you know, Um I will say though, like throughout the entire book, and I know I said this about um, Song of Achilles as well. It's, I wouldn't like classify it as like a spicy book. There are again, like points where you can tell that it's like leading up to that, both can like also consensually, not just like in, in regards to the trigger warning I just said, but like there are parts where you like, you know that it's happening, but then it doesn't get into specifics, which I really like. Um, which I know happened in the Song of Achilles as well. It was like, you know, but it doesn't turn into like a full-on spicy scene in the book, which I appreciate. Um, So like moderate spicy book warning, like (laughs) PG-13. Yeah, it's it's very non-spicy. It's like a light. Yeah, a little sprinkle of some like cinnamon, you know? Maybe nutmeg. <laughs> you lost your mind. Um I realized what I was gonna say was a spoiler. <laughs> I will keep that in for later I honestly don't have that much to say about this book really um it reads similar to Song of Achilles just because I think that's Madeline Miller's Madeline Miller's um writing style Mm -hmm. um so it's a it's a quick read yeah it was good um I will say with this book 
too, I found it a lot easier to keep track of the characters in this book. Like even in the beginning when there were, when it was pretty like new character heavy, I think like, cause in the back of this book as well, they have all like the list of the characters and the gods and everything like that. And I found I needed to resort to that a lot less than I feel like I should have when I read the Song of Achilles. Yeah, I feel like the characters were introduced slightly slower. Mm-hmm. So it was easier to wrap my head around their names. I also, <laughs> I know they all have like Greek names and I, I Googled it just to make sure, but like Jason is a Greek name mm-hmm. or like a traditional Greek name. <laughs> I just feel like all these names in the story were very like Greek myth, you know, those kinds of names. And then there was just the name Jason. It felt out of place for me. That's actually really funny. I uh, I recently watched the movie Dune. Highly recommend. Such a good movie. Now I really want to read the books. Um, before I, like, before the second movie comes out, I want to read the series. But uh, it's literally, have you seen it? Nope. It's like, it's it kind of has like Star Wars vibes. Like it takes place in space and like there's planets and stuff like that. And it's very like high, like sci-fi fantasy, like very intense and like mystical and magical. And the main character's name is Paul. <laughs> and it just kind of takes you out of it. It does. I, I was reading the whole story and all of the names are mythical sounding names. And then I get to here's Jason. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, that just took me back to reality. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I, I did check and Jason is a traditional Greek name. So yeah, maybe I'm like, too far into it, but. Mm-hmm. And in Dune, the mom's name is Jessica. So it's like, again, it's just like, and then there's some names where it's like, there's a guy named Vladimir. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like you look like a Vladimir, you act like a Vladimir. It seems like it fits the setting of the movie. And then there's Paul, the main guy <laughs> is Paul. Oh, also um, I thought about this this morning and I'm really glad I remembered to ask you this. And I wanna ask you this before we get into the spoilers, just for people um who have listened to the last episode um and who haven't read this book yet um so we talked about it because Cersei and it ends with us has roughly the same number of pages so in the realm of (laughs) character development and a good base (laughs) (laughs) what were your thoughts did I at least exceed in that realm yes this had way better character development also so many more characters let's just start there and they all had better character development I ended up on it ends with us TikTok Mm. and so naturally when I get on that I want to read the comments and some of them were saying they were talking about Ryle Mm -hmm. and some people are on the same page as us being like I never liked him there was no character growth. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a common problem. But other yeah. people, I was reading comments too, other people love him. They're like, I was heartbroken when he turned out to be a bad person. I was like, 
All right. Well, <laughs> can't relate, but um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like with Cersei, um, there were both, like, there were so many characters, and a lot of them, I mean, some of them obviously stayed the same. Like, a lot of the gods kind of had their one plane, but, like, any, like, kind of more main character, like, Cersei went through a lot of growth, growth, I almost said gross, <laughs> um, and then there were also characters who, like, had development, like, backwards, where they ended up being shitty, you know, so like it was just, yeah, way more of that. And I think the I think there was a good base in this book. Like, I think there's a solid foundation for the story so that when the big thing happens or when anything happens, it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> I, it was I, surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly so annoyed about that. <laughs> I so- I don't understand how people liked him. I mean, I can, I, I can, I, <laughs> I like, there were, he, he purchased flowers the day her store opened from her own store. <laughs> Is it? Is that a grand gesture? No. I can understand maybe like not hating him. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I never liked him. I could understand people feeling very neutral about him, but I can't really understand people ever liking him. Because I would say in the beginning of the book, I just kind of thought he was like a very average guy who was like apparently super hot, but like that just doesn't, that's not enough for me personally, but whatever. Um... And then he ended up being super shitty. So I was like, well, I wasn't invested. So when he was beating up a chair to get out his anger, I was like, all right, well, that's a weird coping mechanism. I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if I was on a on a balcony and I saw that, my initial gut reaction would be, oh, I'm gonna leave, not ooh. Yeah. I'm gonna try to be dark and mysterious. People who punch inanimate objects are not sexy. (laughs) Like, unless you're, like, boxing or something. It's, like, the punching thing. But, no. But that's, again, on the side. We're (laughs) losing track of the book, right? Yeah, no, we're talking about the wrong book, which is something that we do sometimes. It's because every time I think about it, it ends with us. I was expecting so much more. Yeah. And it's like you were expecting more from Cersei, but at least Cersei delivered like something. You know, I wasn't I wasn't annoyed by Cersei. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was fine. Yeah. But it ends with us negatively <laughs> impacted my day. <laughs> Oh yeah. I read it over two days and I swear to God, I was just like, just straight up not having a good time with that book. Every time I try to like describe it to people, they're like, what the fuck? But obviously I'm biased. So I'm giving my very clear, nope, you know what? We're not talking about it. (laughs) We're going to talk about Cersei. (laughs) 
I mean, I think that's like all I would have to really say that's spoiler free. Um, we already kind of mentioned that it's a lot more mythology heavy. So like, it's definitely more a Sarah book than a Katrina book. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess ratings. Um, unless you have Oh, no, no, no. Um, I think I would give this book a solid seven. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was it was well written. It's interesting enough. It's just not my kind of book. Mm-hmm. So a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would give this book, I would give it a solid nine. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, I it love is, it. It is a very you book. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as good as Song of Achilles was for me. I was a lot more invested in Song of Achilles, but I think I, I, I just, I really like the story of Cersei. Um, just not quite as much. Now, shall we get into the spoilers? Spoilers. Spoiler warning, people. Stop listening if you haven't read the book, but again, I don't tell you, you can do whatever you want. I don't. I don't, I'm not your boss. Before we get into the spoilers, there's a podcast that I listen to um, called Let's Talk About Myths, Baby. And yeah. if you are into mythology and you like, especially Greek mythology, that's usually what she covers. Um, definitely check out that podcast. This book is basically a retelling of, it, it's a retelling of multiple Greek myths. So if you want these separate myths, kind of like in more detail you can check out her podcast she's super great and she actually does like proper research so I just had to like throw that in there if if it's something that interests people okay I didn't know anything about this but going into it Mm -hmm. so this was a very everything was new um in like I don't even know what chapter it is right at the beginning um a little bit in when she realizes uh that the word she was saying something whatever that she's a witch mm-hmm. I was like oh surprised <laughs> I did not know that was gonna happen <laughs> so I thought she was just another another Greek god mm-hmm. that was no, exciting I thought, <clears throat> yeah I thought it was super cool I think obviously Cersei's character development was vast like she went from being like very small and meek to just being like just like completely stepping into her power um which I really appreciated I think this would be a good book for like like younger girls or like not like young young but like teenagers just because like I think Cersei is kind of kind of a good role model almost like when it comes to I guess like stepping into your power and like not being um like not being ashamed of like who you are and stuff like that like I think it I think there's a lot of good lessons in this book when it comes to stuff like that I did like um when they mentioned Achilles and Patroclus Patroclus <laughs> and they were talking about like the war and that they mm-hmm. loved each other I was like oh, 
crossover. <laughs> um, Very exciting. Yeah. Um, another thing that I want to mention is that Song of Achilles takes place um, in the Iliad, which is the first book, or I guess it's like, a, it's essentially a very long poem. And then Circe kind of takes place at the time of the Odyssey, which is the second of the two books. So basically Song of Achilles was during the war and Circe is post-war. Um, and in both of these books, Odysseus is the protagonist. So Sir, uh, Madeline Miller tells these stories from a different perspective. I'm not sure if I said that like coherently, but. No, it made sense. Nice. I, my like issue with this book, I feel like it was fine. I did not like the ending. I mean, what what about the ending? From maybe I just did not comprehend the family tree that I'm thinking of. But from my understanding, Cersei gets with her ex-lover's son. Yeah. Who had the son with his wife and was yeah. cheating on his wife with yeah. Cersei. And she called her son that she had with him and the guy she gets with, his son, brothers. Yeah. It's weird. It's super weird. I feel like the only reason I'm a little less jarred by that is because that's just like very Greek mythology. Like in Greek mythology, everyone's just getting with each other and everyone's cheating on each other and everyone's... It was just yeah. kind of the, the thing. <laughs> like, like That's um, just the way it goes, I guess. And that's true. I did learn a lot about stuff like that when I took Greek math in mm-hmm. school. But yeah, no, know, I, I feel like, like I could have done without the ending because as soon as I read that, I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't need that. Also, I feel like it kind of, for me, it took away from Cersei's like growth and power being like, oh, but now I'm going to get with this guy. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I agree with that. I, even when I read the book, I was like a little like, what's happening here? Like it's, it is a little weird, but I feel like it's just kind of the, the, the time. So like, I just, when I read it the second time, I was a little bit less, I mean, obviously because I'd already read it, I wasn't as surprised by it, but I was like, uh, yeah, like it's, just the way it was back then. Scandalous. Super scandalous. Imagine if that happened today, that would be incredibly frowned upon. (laughs) I think to be fair, I was reading it like as I was watching their relationship progress. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I was seeing it as, oh, that's so nice. She's treating him like her own son. Mm-hmm. They're like bonding. And then all of a sudden it was not that. So I was just a little bit thrown off because I did not think the relationship was going that way. It's I thought they weird. were just bonding. It's a little weird for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, I did. I, I thought you meant like the, um, the, the fact that she kind of like chose to die. I thought you meant that as like the ending. Oh no no no! <laughs> that you were I because I was like I actually kind of thought that was like a a nice thing 
for her because like she was you know just ready to go she had lived a incredibly long life and you know yeah no, I, I I thought that part of the ending was nice I just, I just didn't like that she ended up with her ex-lover's child yeah 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 it's a little weird I thought it was pretty cool how um in this book like a lar- large parts of this book there's really only one character so the fact that um Madeline Miller was able to like create a narrative with literally one person and have it still kind of be interesting I thought was really cool um because at no point did I get like like less invested or anything like that there was just like less less dialogue um which I I just thought it was kind of cool and interesting and it's like sometimes I want to go away and just live on a island alone for just like a little bit and just not be around people for a while so I understand Cersei I really relate to her yeah I feel like I also loved in like the beginning of the book they're very uh, adamant in telling Cersei that she has just a horrendous sounding voice mm-hmm. like never speak you sound like a gull uh-huh. and when I when it comes out that she has the voice of a human and that's why they find it so disgusting I was like okay cool cool another thing another part in the book that was like again like it shows um like character development but like backwards like um, when the character Glaucos, Glaucos, um, who is like Cersei's first, I don't know, I guess love, like they weren't really together or anything like that, but she loved him for sure. And then like when he ended up being super fucking shitty, like that was something that like kind of sucked. And I remember it sucked the first time I read it. Unlike it ends with us when he started mediocre and then ended up shitty. I feel like Glaucos started, started pretty strong. And then, yeah, he, he definitely did start out as kind. Mm-hmm. I feel like another thing for me was like, I know this, like the timeline of the book is meant to be really stretched out and mm-hmm. like far apart. But it didn't read like that for me in some of the instances. Mm-hmm. So I felt like when I was reading about Cersei's relationships, it, it just felt like she was dating someone and she was like, I love this man, the guy would leave. And then immediately she would find someone new and be like, I love this man. Mm-hmm. The man would leave, found a new man. I love this man. Cause I didn't, <laughs> I just didn't get like the stretched out timeline of like how different it was. So I just felt like when I was reading it, I was like, but do you, did you not just break up with your previous love of your life? Or so just something felt off when I was mm-hmm. reading yeah I mean I was fine with it I mean I didn't I I yeah I didn't have the I guess the same thought I think I got it pretty okay but <laughs> clearly I just didn't pay enough attention when I was reading <laughs> or maybe I didn't pay enough attention I read it pretty quickly I was it was definitely a power read mm. Yeah, I always <laughs> also reading reading books like this, pronouncing the names <laughs> of the characters in my head 
I know that I'm saying them incorrectly, <laughs> but as soon as I mentally establish that their name is whatever I think it is, I'm like, you know what? And it carries through. I mean, you um, did hear Jason correctly, so. I did. It was a relief when I read Jason. <laughs> cool. I pronounced that one wrong too. You're like Jason Derulo. I think the point in the book where I realized that it might be too mythology heavy for you was when um, when Pacifae, Cersei's sister, has sex with Zeus when she's like in a in a in a cow thing. And then she gets pregnant and gets ripped to the Minotaur. <laughs> that was the moment where I was like, this might be a bit, bit much for Katrina to digest. Yeah, I I think, I know I said this was my problem with the book several times. I think that was my real problem with the book was I felt like I was back in like my undergrad mythology class. I felt like I was learning and I did not want that. But that, that was a strange part of the book where I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where if you're not like already familiar with Greek mythology, it's so jarring. But like, again, I listened to the podcast that, that I mentioned earlier, um, and I know a lot about Greek mythology. So when I read that, I'm already familiar with that myth. Like I already kind of know what happens. Basically, I'm like already familiar with all of these different parts of the stories. It's just strung to de- together differently and from a different perspective. So when I he- when I hear that, I'm like, oh yeah, right. When she was, you know, when she got down and dirty with a bull and got pregnant and then had a little little half bull, half human baby. That's that's a thing that happened in Greek mythology. And then I understand that like from someone who's not into Greek mythology, this is like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> a time. I also love how savage they are in describing Cersei in the beginning of the book. Oh yeah. They're aggressively mean. <laughs> I, I, I just can't imagine anyone, let alone your own family, just berating you like that. Yeah. And like, there was a, um, there's a quote that I wrote down. That's like, just like really like sums up kind of the dynamic between her family. And then like what she felt like after like getting exiled. And she says, you threw me to the crows, but it turns out I prefer them to you. Which is just like, it's really just sums it up really nice. Also, back on character development, um, Cersei's brother, oh, yeah, that hurt my feelings. Right. That was actually surprising where I was like, he is, everyone in the family is so mean to Cersei. Her brother, they hang out. He's good to her, cares about her. And then he turns in to a terrible person. Terrible person. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I didn't see it coming either. And like, it was weird, like when he, um, because like, I, like when I read the book for the second time, there's definitely like hints that say that he's going to end up being really bad. Like he kind of, um, 
like the fact that he doesn't tell her that he's going to be moving away to an island um and then get he gets like a little bit sassy with her when she's like I don't want you to go and he's like well I'm going and stuff like that and then there's like a couple little moments like that but when you read it for the first time you don't pick up on that because you're like Aetes is like the best brother of or like the best sibling of all of them like and the best he's like the only the one that's nice to her at that yeah. point so you're like how could you I would never that, that's what Ryle was supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was when he like showed up to her island was like yelling at her I was like oh no mm-hmm. And you could see that like all of his like crewmen were in really rough shape because he turned into a total tyrant. Yeah. Also, um, Medea, who is his daughter, there's a lot of really fun mythology around her. She ends up being like, she's kind of a villain or like she's supposed to be, but I just kind of think she's a badass. Um, yeah, I got the essence of villain from like the very short Mm-hmm. they had on what happened to her mm-hmm. I mean yeah like for those of you who don't like who are into Greek mythology and don't know about Medea look her up she is so cool um I'm gonna spoil the ending of the of her like kind of tale because I know Katrina won't look into it so I'm gonna tell Katrina but like <laughs> stop listening for like five seconds if if you actually plan on listening um but yeah, Jason ends up being like super shitty and gaslighty towards her. So she kills his children or like their children that they have together. And she like flies away on a dragon at the end of her mythology. Like, they, I know she's super dope. And she like. Minus the killing of her own children. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> Clarify, Sarah does not think that part is dope. I do not condone killing children, but I do condone dragons. So, oh, I, oh my God, there was my favorite book. Now I, I don't know what it's called. I have to. I'll find it when I go back to Vancouver for Christmas. Was about dragon. No, that's a great song though. Um, it was about. I can't even tell you what it's about. I don't remember. But, but there's so many dragons. Is it that like um is there a dragon on the cover? Probably. <laughs> Considering the only thing I can tell you is that it's about dragons. I don't, I don't even know how to explain to you. This is my favorite book. I read it repeatedly. I forgot I forgot I'm so excited I need to find this book I I really can't all I remember is there was like a dragon that was killed and it was on this trolley and the boy I think he hid in the dragon's pouch and got taken to where the other dragons were. I'm honestly going to think about this forever. I hope I hope this is still sitting in my room somewhere. Also, 
you know how you have like comfort books mm-hmm. do you have comfort music as well yes okay so I think because I am trying to study for finals that I'm regressing um, into my childhood self to make me feel happy. Mm-hmm. And I have gone back to now listening to Mariana's Trench. As <laughs> like, it comforts me. Honestly, I don't know what it is. I but don't know what it is either, but I, I feel the same way. Like sometimes... Okay, so I guess Katrina and I, we were a little bit super heavily obsessed with a certain band called Mariana's Trench. Um, They definitely shaped us as individuals. And because we grew up in Vancouver or like just outside of Vancouver, where they like obviously are from as well, they did a lot of like free shows and we would, we, we went to the mall we went. I have been to so many Mariana Strange concerts. Yes, this was an unfortunately large part of our identity for several years. <laughs> We're talking years. Like, this was not just a, a light phase of music where, you know, you're like, oh, I like this band. I'm going to listen to them for a while. It was a heavy obsession yeah it was a little bit weird on us but what can you do we were young yeah it was also a very weird band for a bunch of 12 year olds to be obsessed with like (laughs) most people were obsessed with like Hannah Montana which I mean we liked Hannah Montana (laughs) I was gonna say we also were very into the Jonas Brothers oh yeah but not nothing compared to like Mariana's Trench like, I feel like maybe if I lived in the same city as the Jonas Brothers, I would have done, like, the same things, you know? Yeah, fair. Yeah, Fun we fact, did, like... Jonas Brothers was my first concert. <laughs> Deeply jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were next level with Mariana's Trench. Um, oh, honestly, this podcast is kind of turning into like a therapy th- session where I like unpack my trauma slowly. And like, <laughs> we vaguely talk about the book and then talk about other things. But no, I am fully now back into. If I'm having study break, if I go to the gym, I'm like masterpiece theater. Yes, <laughs> I can't believe Ever After is ten years old. Did you see my TikTok that I sent you? Oh my God. Yes, I did. That. <laughs> what do you mean? We were... Like that feels like it came out three years ago. And you're trying to tell me that we were 14? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I remembered what I was going to tell you at the very beginning of the episode. Okay. Again, this has nothing to do with the book. But <laughs> it was related to um, why I drink this episode. Um, okay. So we were talking about like people panic buying and people panic buying gas and all of that stuff. And I I now have this theory. It's not like, like, I don't fully believe it, but if something ends up being true, then I believe it. Like it's kind of a conspiracy theory that I created in my, myself. Um, So you know how there's this conspiracy theory that we're in a simulation? Yes. So I have a theory, a new theory that if we are in a simulation, 
you know how obviously there's like hive mentality and stuff like that um where like people will panic by toilet paper or people will panic by gas or people will like not know what to do when it snows even though it snows every year like that kind of sort of thing I have a theory now that those people are all robots or those people are all like you know in video games like just extra characters who are just like around because I've never met anyone who was like genuinely like does that shit like have you ever like have you ever talked to someone who has panic bought toilet paper or panic bought gas or panic bought groceries like that isn't that is someone that you know panic bought toilet paper in a different sense maybe <laughs> well yeah like it, it, it ran out but <laughs> but you know what I mean actually no exactly and it's like there's um I was talking with my friend Emma about this and like there's a stretch of highway that's like between um like you know the stretch of highway between West Van and North Van that's just like super sketchy because like the water just doesn't drain well even though it's like the rainiest city in like greater Vancouver area like it rains the most in West and North Van because we're right by the mountains and like there's accidents on that highway like almost every day if not every day and no one's fixing the problem even though this has been happening for years and everyone always acts surprised when an accident happens and it's like how are you surprised it happens all the time and like the same is like when it snows in in Victoria or Vancouver there are so many people who are like what do we do it's snowing and it's like what we did last year and the year before <laughs> that the year before that (laughs) I also on like the similar train of life is simulation um, I was having this conversation with my friends I for the life of me cannot remember in what order I get dressed in the morning like I have thought about it But every time I wake up in the morning, if I think about it, then I don't dress in the way I would normally because now I'm thinking too hard about it. So it throws me off. But when I get dressed and then go about my day and I remember, no idea what order I put my clothes on. Yeah, me either. Definitely pants first, underwear second. Logic. (laughs) I I used to think socks always last, but I'm, I think I put socks on first because I have very cold feet. I honestly couldn't tell you when I put my socks on. See? <laughs> Simulation. Mm-hmm. But you kind of, like, you can see what I mean about robots, right? I love conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Me too. But no, I, I, I see what you mean. Now I'm going to think about that. Yeah, like every time you see like a group of people confused by something, like, you know, it's like, you know how Teslas can't see white cars when they do like their self-driving thing? Okay. It's like that. Like just the human bots get confused by like really simple solutions. And I think that if we are in a simulation, like we are maybe being like, like we, like if, like if other people are bots like we are either being like played by someone who has like sentience or like we just we have cognitive thought and they're like because you know when you play a video game there's you know like options to choose from but then there's other people around who they don't have choices they are just programmed to do something so I think those are the people who are stupid 
my friend Alice said that it's very generous of me to just not believe that people can really be that stupid. <laughs> I'm like, no, they can't be that stupid. They have to be fake. <laughs> it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it doesn't understand basic problem solving skills. That would be a harsh insult to give to someone. <laughs> if someone just says something stupid and you're like, no. Didn't know you were a robot <laughs> because you have no basic problem solving skills. <laughs> I would be shocked. <laughs> Ooh, anyways, back to the book. Yeah, it was a really long sidetrack now um, i'm not gonna lie i'm not really thinking about um cersei i'm just thinking about my dragon book <laughs> i think um i don't know what are your thoughts on odysseus in this book because i didn't i definitely didn't like his character in song of achilles but i think this book kind of put, like portrays him in a better light i think this book does portray him well mm -hmm. like i i didn't think poorly of him mm -hmm. he's a very medium yeah he was just like meh mm -hmm. and yeah he's definitely like in greek mythology he's considered like one of the better men of greek mythology because like he cheated on his wife with cersei but most of the men in like the trojan war were cheating on their wives a lot and odysseus only yeah. cheated the one time with like an actual goddess um, so it definitely is frowned upon a lot less. He also was like, a, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't want to say this with like a hundred percent confidence, but I'm pretty sure he was at war for 10 years. And then the journey back home took him another 10 years. So he was literally gone for 20 years. Before he saw his wife. Mm -hmm. Damn. I know. Yeah. He was like. I don't know. I, I like in, especially in the beginning, like when he was like just getting to know uh, Cersei, I thought he was kind of fun. I liked him. Mm -hmm. He's an intellectual. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, he's not like the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad that uh, he was killed by his own son. Yeah. A lot of like, oh, I mean, there's a lot of sadness. I really didn't don't like the um, the um, the part where Acaris, Daedalus's son, like flew too close to the sun and then died. That was really sad. Yeah, I feel like Greek myth is kind of sad a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of tragedies. Lots of tragedies and lots of questionable relationships <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes definitely questionable dynamics oh oh <laughs> me being dumb um reading the book when cersei was turning the uh men yeah men I was gonna say soldiers, and then I was like, mm, I don't feel like that's the wrong sailors. Word. <laughs> Sorry, sailors, sailors. Yeah, sure, sailors. Um, 
Yeah, when uh, Cersei was turning them into pigs, I did not get that. <laughs> uh, I thought she was killing them and then feeding them to her already existing pigs. <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. And then um, I, because I thought, I thought it was just, she was just being ironic by feeding them to pigs and then calling them pigs, mm-hmm. you know? And then she like, pet the pigs or touch them with her magic and they all turn back into men and I was like oh <laughs> you didn't just have a pig farm eating these people cool cool you know I liked I liked that she turned met like disgusting men into pigs that was a very good I think I wish I could do that you know incredible use of her magic right like, hell yeah, Cersei, you go, Glen Coco. But yeah, I, I got to the part where they changed back, and I went back to the part where she initially starts turning them into pigs, and I was like, all right, I should have got that. <laughs> I mean, I could see, like, I don't know, I feel like Madeline Miller sometimes, like, she doesn't, like, always say things super directly. Like, at no point when she's turning men into pigs does she say she turned the men into pigs. Like, it's not really, like... Yeah. I can I could see how you thought that they were just dying and then... Getting fed to the pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just slightly concerned for the pigs. Um, and I was wrong. <laughs> oh, also, what are your thoughts on... Skilla? Skilla? I I was a big fan of that whole like <laughs> I thought you were just saying you were a fan of her. I was like, I okay. really I like what she's about. I like that <laughs> she started off a bitch and then turned into a monster. No, I, like I liked um first you like Medea killing her children. <laughs> now you like Skilla. Now I like Skilla eating people. Like I'm just a big fan of death all around. Um <laughs> it's just death in general specifically murder is what (laughs) I'm about (laughs) murder in a story incredible for legal purposes this is a joke Um, (laughs) uh, yeah no I really like I don't know I thought it was I thought it was cool how she like turned into a monster and it was like the initial um like point of Cersei like kind of finding her powers which I thought was super cool I also obviously didn't like Skilla so I was like hell yeah you can go turn into a monster and like be in the cave and then I also thought it was cool that like later in the book Cersei kind of mentions like turns out Skilla was like not suffering I actually like like gave her like what she wanted essentially because Skilla was like already a monster so Cersei kind of like gave her the the ability to just be worse, you know, which I thought was pretty cool and like an interesting take on it. What is, what are your thoughts? I like that storyline. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I do in like times like this, I don't think I have the mental ability to picture the monster in quite the way that is intended. Mm. 
<laughs> so my mental version of what the skill looks like is not scary. <laughs> it's very weird. And I wish I wish I had like a did you try looking up fan art? Because that's usually what I do. Oh, that's actually a good idea. You know, I remember when I first read the book, I, I, I also didn't picture Skilla as being very scary. Like I imagined her heads being human heads and like really long human necks. So it, was, it just looks oh, like so really hard. stupid. <laughs> like, like, obviously I'd be a little bit afraid if I saw someone with that many long human necks, but it just didn't give off the right fear vibe for me. And I was like something is incorrect in this picture yeah it's kind of a gives me medusa yeah it's like a weird mix of medusa and the kraken that's a very good way to describe this very scary (laughs) and big i also didn't really imagine her changing size that much i just imagined like a lot of like longer necks with human heads and then like tentacles, kind of like a skirt. <laughs> I, I wish either of us had the ability to draw really well. Oh my God, we should try and then post so it to the Instagram. We could like put this on. I honestly, I will just so you can like, I want you to know what I was mentally envisioning. Because as I see these, <laughs> clearly incorrect. <laughs> i feel like um it's it's maybe it's like just because i know neither one of us is like really into like scary movies or anything like that so i feel like subconsciously maybe our brains just like don't let us picture something scary because we can't handle it like like i feel like even with the shining it was i wasn't really picturing anything that was like super scary like it it was more like the situations were scary that like made the book scary for me but like I wasn't really picturing like gory horror which is probably the intention like it was very like I just think my brain just doesn't doesn't let me because it knows how scared I'm gonna get of the scary image our brains just censor themselves yeah (laughs) I do specifically remember actually speaking of how scared you can get um (laughs) going to watch paranormal activity three. Oh god i, I actually don't remember this at all so i'm <laughs> i don't want to hear this right now in the theaters and as we were leaving we were like with some of our friends and i remember was, uh, madison was there and he came up behind you and went boo just as we were like walking out he was standing next to us too so it wasn't scary and you screamed and chucked your cell phone onto the concrete I remember that good times do you remember I remember that now actually all right I'm pretty tired shall we wrap it up (laughs) do you have anything else to say about the book um I don't really have anything else to say about the book um I mean obviously I liked it a lot it's a solid nine for me um again if you're into mythology this is definitely going to be a book that you're going to like Madeline Miller does mythology really really well um yeah she does do mythology really really well like I feel like it's 
uh, it's just well researched and like mm-hmm. thoughtful. And if she can do mythology in a way that you like it, then that's how you know it's yeah. good. Um, because yeah, I think Sir, like uh, Madeline Miller, she makes mythologies like it's more like a like a book than like mythology where like I feel like even for me mythology can be pretty hard to read and like hard to follow along but she just does a really good job of like stringing together events and just making it super comprehensible yeah and it like the feel of the book even though it's very like god setting Mm -hmm. it's still like human interactions yeah I feel like bring it to a more readable level for me or like a more interesting level for me yeah, it almost reads more like a fantasy book than a mythology book. Yeah. Yeah. She's good at that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. Nice. Okay. I guess I'll introduce the next book. So it's going to be our Christmas episode. Uh, we're going to do Little Women. And we are breaking it up into two parts well the book is technically already broken up into two parts but instead of reading the entire book like we usually do we are actually gonna go part by part because Katrina is suffering with law school and I am just (laughs) suffering so (laughs) we're just taking we're just doing some some easy reading um we'll probably get back into some like more full-length books after exams for Katrina and after I'm settled in my new home. Um, okay, so it's gonna, uh, so Little Women is written by Louisa May Alcott. Um, I haven't read the book personally, um, but I have watched the movie. I watched the new version of the movie when it came out a couple Christmases ago, um, and it's a super good movie. I'm a big fan of the movie. I have re-watched the movie, so, um, and it's a good Christmassy book. So I, I don't, I'm not a huge Christmas person, but I figured it would be fitting and we can break it up into shorter segments for our own mental health and sanity this Christmas time. I haven't actually seen the movie yet. So it's a good movie. But you have to watch The Shining before you watch Little Women. Oh, the other reason that we're doing this is because. We are kind of going to compare and contrast Joey Tribbiani's favorite book and Rachel Green's favorite book from Friends um, because, you know, it just makes sense. And one of them's a Halloween book. One of them's a Christmas book. It just, we just got to do it, you know? I don't know if we can top Stephen King. I was afraid. That's true. <laughs> but you do love Christmas. I feel like it's hard to tell. And I do really like the movie. I think this is going to be a pretty good book. Is this, is this like classic? Yes. Hmm. Is it literature? I think so. But it, from what I can tell, it doesn't seem super hard to read. It doesn't read like, reads more modern? I don't know. Ah, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> One way to find out, read it. <laughs> And probably How does it retain nothing know. like we usually do. <laughs> Me? I didn't understand the timeline. Okay. <laughs> I feel like the only book that we have like fully understood and grasped was It Ends With Us. And that's just really unfortunate. 
And we just maybe that's what happens when I understand it too well. <laughs> like, you know what? I don't like it. We gotta have a bit of mystery. Life's more fun with them than story. Yeah, I think so, that's all I have to say about the next book because I haven't read it, so I don't really have a solid plot. I know there's four sisters and they all have very different personalities and it takes place a long time ago. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Okay. I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, so if you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter is bookbevies at book bevies the at being at the front um and our email is bookbevies at gmail.com and please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast to help us out be a homie okay bye bye (laughs) thank you for listening Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.